0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Sends and Suffers Podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley, and today we are going to be getting into the brain, back into the cerebral cortex, way back there. My guest today is Devin Dabney, Chris Hampton, and yours truly, the Power Squad, all getting together, and the original members of Plug Tone Audio, and if you guys don't know what that is... Keep your ears tuned. Check us out on Instagram because a lot of stuff is about to be dropping down coming up in this next year. Today we're talking about the creative process and how we actually have to unplug so we can plug in and give you guys the stuff that you enjoy and you like to hear from us. This conversation is not going to be the most moving rock climbing conversation. It's not going to be this soul-searching racial justice conversation. Today it really is three guys talking about how... We have to step back so we can step in and do the things that we love. Whether you listen to it or not, we would still be doing it. I'm really excited for this episode, and I'm really excited to bring this content to you. And hopefully, I want to first thank the Sticker Club members, and I want to thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. Every contribution of $5 a month goes a long way to make all the content that we bring to you, we mail to you, happen. So, once again, thank you guys so much. And if you don't already sponsor the podcast, you can do that simply by going to sendsandsuppers.com or going to our Patreon, and you get cool opportunities to win stuff from Organic Climbing, Tension Climbing, Beyond Clothing, our sponsors. Every month, we're going to be giving something out, along with mailing you stickers, love letters. So, if you aren't already doing it, please... Start sponsoring Sends and Suffers so we can keep bringing you amazing content like this. And don't forget to support Chris and Devin in their own endeavors. All right, let's get into this.
1: You have a really good voice, by the way, Mario. I I don't know if I've ever told you that. I
0: mean I'll come and whisper to you in your pillow oh, all night. Don't if make you promises that. you can't keep, brother. Oh baby, if you got spirit, I'll be there next flight.
2: I think you're I think you're still a little hot, Mario. it's, it's just right. showing up waveform. Oh yeah, like.
0: I see it can peeking. I can I can see it peeking. I'm gonna Maybe. back off
2: just a
3: little bit. Maybe uh, I could stand
0: right. to turn down as well. All right. Hey, the base
3: one, yeah. two. <laughs> one two. One, two,
1: one, two. <laughs> I'm
3: I think you, I'm, when
1: yeah.
3: you
2: when you do Jay Z, do you talk like from the bottom of your throat?
1: Yeah, it's like you have to like shut off some of your vocal cords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like back here. <laughs> like you can't see me pointing if you're listening, but it's like right where like behind your jugulars.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. I can't do it, but when I try. That's what it feels like. You know what I really want to get is his laugh.
1: His like, ah, like the, <laughs> I can't quite get it yet, but I'm working on it.
0: I don't think <laughs> I can even remember what that sounds like. I have to think about that. It's, it's, know, I'm man, pretty I close, it.
1: honestly. It's not that
2: far off. <laughs> I love when I hear a good Jay-Z impression.
3: Mm-hmm. Like I,
2: I, I can't hear his voice a lot of the time, but when I hear the impression, I'm like, oh, Wow. That's that that amazing.
1: Well, he the thing is like, and this is what uh this is probably a testament to how good of a rapper he is. Is his voice is like very easy, relatively easy to impersonate, because it's so distinct. You know, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know someone's trying to impersonate Jay Z. Like think about how many black comedians can impersonate Jay Z. Right. It's because right. no one sounds like Jay Z. You yeah. know, like I mean, yeah. except uh that one rapper I think N O E he sounds like Jay Z. But that's mm. all people would say is like. You sound like Jay Z,
2: you know. Mm-hmm. Like similar with Ghostface, like yeah. Yeah. Action uh-huh. Bronson will always sound like Ghostface. Wow. Oh man, that's yeah. so true. Holy shit. Say that.
1: I didn't even think about that. I, yeah. I did not think about that either. Wow. I can't oh, even.
2: Shit. I can't even picture Action Bronson when I'm listening to Action Bronson. <laughs> All I can see in my head is Ghostface. Dang. Oh, damn. damn.
1: Yeah. I, I guess, do you think that they rap similarly? I never would really. yeah, have. I don't really. Yeah, because I think that's why questions. I never. Yeah, yeah, no, I the voice for sure. I mean, like, with Noe, like, he even raps like Jay Z. Like, yeah, he uses yeah. the same sort of, like, structure and, like, delivery. But yeah, I never, like, Action Bronson and Ghostface don't, I don't think they rap the same at all. But
2: um, that's so funny. yeah. Similar yeah. beats, though. Mm, yeah like that that's that's what threw me off at first when i first heard action bronson i was like when's action bronson come in this Ghostface. <laughs> yeah
1: hey, Ghostface got a new style okay <laughs> he entered the 37th <clears throat> chamber <laughs> oh, wow oh man
2: how right. was you guys fourth man i i went climbing in the morning and then i just worked the rest of the day
1: yeah, I gosh, what did I do? I I I grilled in the morning for sure, got my drink on, and then uh and then I wrote the rest of the evening, so <laughs> similar.
2: <laughs> Just with some drink mixed in. How was the hanging out with super southern white Texans? Yeah, I uh, hear about this. it was
0: fun actually, um I I did not participate in the watermelon eating contest, the pie eating contest. I did participate in the ice cream contest, $2, and then you would taste all the scoops that all the ladies make in town. So um, I I definitely – so it was interesting. So I kind of shoot – kind of giving you guys some context. Like after getting stuck there and like contacting Border Patrol and eventually digging out the truck the last time, so, like, the town knew who I was. It's not very a lot. There's obviously like 200 people there, so it's not very big. And so when I showed up, uh, I actually ran into. I was so surprised. I saw another brother there, and he ap- actually happened to be a Jamaican. And I was like, oh, this is a sign. And mm-hmm. he was dating a girl from there. And then they kind of took me underneath their wing and introduced me to a bunch of other people in the town. But a bunch of the people knew who I was. And it was cool. I mean, the dance was fun. The fireworks were fun. I just kind of hung out. Uh, I, mess, I met uh, Miss West Texas. Uh, oh, nice. You know, uh, and then I met the mayor, the judge, Chamber of Commerce. So it was good. It was, uh, uh, they like to drink. They like to party. But there is definitely a window when you know it is time for you to go home because, mm-hmm. um I definitely started hearing some people get ornery. I started hearing backstories, and in a small town like that, you know, the backstories get real deep, real, 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 real deep, but uh, it was good, so I did that, um, so I hung out there for 4th of July, hung out in a motel, and then I drove down to uh, this place I've been bolting, and so I sunk in four new routes, and... Then I, and then basically after all that, I went to San Antonio and climbed at uh, two gyms there and mm-hmm. uh, doing this uh, started a project for um, Kaya and uh, Gym Climber. And then I just basically – I literally slept spent the night at my friend's house, woke up at 4, and drove straight to the rock climbing gym to start coaching. Like I got there on time, yeah. walked in like five minutes, started coaching. <clears throat> and then I just got Damn. off work. Yeah. Busy rock star My life, you know, dude. Rock stars don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, I do,
3: booted, sleep you know? <laughs> I do sleep a lot. I do sleep
2: a lot. I think, I think, you know, that's kind of the perfect lead in story for you, Mario. It, you know, when you first pitched this idea to me, uh, when we were in Salt Lake, I thought, I thought this was could be such a fascinating conversation about hustling versus recharging, Mm
3: -hmm. you know,
2: and, and there's some, there's some hate on, on the hustle culture these days and, you know, warranted, but then there's also some really great things about it. So what is um, the hate on the hustle culture? I mean, I've just, I see a lot of people like, you know, just hating on the idea of hustling because it's the internet, right? The internet is polar opposites. It's black and white. There's no gray area. So either you hustle all day, every day, or you don't hustle and you only rest. You know, there's there's no gray area on the fucking internet. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, but that's the beauty
0: of hustling. Like, I was literally just talking to someone about this, and they're like, you know, when do you ever sleep? When do you ever stop? They're like, you sound like a machine. You just like go, 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 go. And I think that's the beauty of it is it's like, this is like why you get to recharge. Like, you're on, but when you're off, the whole system is shut down. You unplug, I mean, you unplug the T5 cable from the internet. Like you're fully offline and you're like down. And I think the problem is, is most people, and I I would actually encourage people who are listening to this, maybe you should hustle for your own personal mental health and really just like get on the grind and be productive and then just walk away, like just walk away from the whole Mm -hmm. internet, turn off your phone. I mean, you know, God forbid you should turn it off and hide it from yourself for a little while and just, just exist like we did for millennia. And I think, I don't know, I, I, I get a lot of peace from it. I get a tremendous amount of peace from going real hard in the grind and then stepping away from it. And I usually find, and for me, it's usually like a 48-hour window if I can, if I don't have to work. Um, but if it's a 48-hour window, because it takes the first 12 hours for my brain just to calm down and writing and getting everything out. And then after that, it's like, it is usually, it goes 12 out the first 12 hours is getting all the ideas out. The next, I don't, this time kind of wavers, but it's just like this rush of emotion where I can just kind of like, like, I mean, sometimes I cry, sometimes I'm just like sitting here, but it, like, it's this weird rush of, like at first it's anxiety, but then it subsides. And then you have to actually deal with the feelings that you feel. And then later on to that, then you kind of get into this peace. And if you've ever kind of taken like, this is real hippie shit, I'm about to say, but I'm, like, really into it. If you've ever taken those, like, float baths where, you like, you sink and, like, you, you lay in mm. salt, like the Dead Sea and mm. you just float. That shit is, like, I think it's hot. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it so much because you, like, you lose all your sensors. You can't feel the water. You can't feel anything. So you're, like, really just left, like, in your brain. And I think it's, oh, man, I think it's so cool because... You can you can do that on your own, but then at that point, at the end of it, you really are left with the man in the mirror, and it's you. Like, I mean, you are who you are, and you have to deal with that. And I don't think that most people, I think that most people want to keep their phone on, keep some connection to the internet, and they just don't want to go that deep. You just don't want to go that far. Because if you go that far, then you have to actually deal with who you are. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I wanted to say something uh, to your earlier point about, like, why um, there's so much negativity around hustle culture. I think some of it, too, is also the capitalist culture of, like feeling sure, really, like, you sure. have to make money all the time and that your value is in money. And, I mean, honestly, I still struggle a lot with this because I don't really care about making money. I guess I always think of the Kanye West line of, like, having money's not everything, not having it is. Where, like, mm. in a perfect world, I don't care about money. And if I didn't have to make money, I would still hustle, if that makes sense. I think yeah. you two would absolutely. agree with that, right? Yeah, like, absolutely, you would, yeah. You would still find things to do. You would still, like, be mobile, going everywhere, doing everything. But I think when you introduce money, like making money into it, that's where people – start to go, well, are you you just doing this because our culture as America says you need to be productive, you need to be rich in order to be valuable, like, and um, yeah, I don't know. I struggle with that. But I also, like I said, I don't think it has to do with money for us, at least. I mean, I think for me, it's more about freedom and like being able to do the stuff I want to do. And, I mean, Chris, we were talking before Mario got on, but, like, I, this is just, like, who we are. Like, there's it, – it has nothing to do Correct. with the making – being productive in a capitalist sense. It's more just, like, we like ideas. We like projects. We like making an impact. Um, yeah. I'm kind of speaking for both of you. But I think you would agree that, like, we – it's not really about being wealthy. It's just about, like, chasing ideas and chasing – creativity and 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 yeah like mario said like searching and like finding yourself you know being comfortable who you are
2: totally and you know what's interesting to me hearing the two of you juxtaposed just talking then is like all of this depends on the context in which other people see it Mm -hmm. when it comes to social media like you and i aren't making the things we make because we want to make money, mm-hmm. but the people seeing it on Instagram don't know that. Yeah, and you know Mario takes these rests, but one of the one of the key factors in him resting is being off of social media, yeah. so people don't see that either. Yeah. So it ends up looking like, if you're looking at it through this like social media lens of I don't really know any of you, it looks like it's this constant machine like making things yeah yeah that's true so i can see where it gets tricky that's interesting
0: you say that because i didn't i guess i would never i've never really looked at it from that perspective like i've never looked at it from the the consumer perspective of like what we create and what we do because i guess it does look like all of a sudden it's like Ah, what is that? I don't remember who said this line, but I mean, I'm sure a billion people have said it, but like back in the lab again. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it looks like we're just like Mm producing a bunch of stuff, go back in the lab, produce a bunch of stuff back in the lab. Mm -hmm. But I think that what people, as you, as you you know, you elegantly stated, it's like, no, we're like, we're not actually doing anything. But the perception that you see is that we are Mm -hmm. back in the lab and we are constantly producing this machine and I'm like, I've definitely apologized to my own listener base that like, you know, I definitely go straight goes sometimes. And I like, it's just mm-hmm. because I have to, I have to step back. And I'm also, I am also horribly, horribly, horribly paranoid from, of being on, being un on, how do you say this? Uh, Authentic, being unauthentic. Mm-hmm. I'm like horribly paranoid of it. And so it's like, and I've, I've, I've had this conversation with both of you guys. Like, you know, I get a lot of comments like, man, you should put out more of your like little solo tracks and things like that. And you should do that more often. But I'm Mm -hmm. also at the same time, I'm not trying to be that resound, like, like, Oh, what is that Wu-Tang song where he's like, the the dumb are caught by the resound of the drum. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not just trying to drum this thing and just like. Like, I don't want you to be just caught by the heavy bass line. Like, I want you to hear the lyrics. I want you to hear the chords. I want you to hear the intricacy in what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. I want you then, I want to deliver that in a bite-sized, I want to deliver in, like, you know, like, like you go get a slider at a restaurant. Like, in yeah, bite-sized yeah. chunks where you can kind of actually yeah, work at nice. it. Yeah, and I just, I, I don't know. I think it, it just hit me real hard that what you just said, like, people do have the perception or people may have the perception that, like, we're constantly, constantly putting stuff out. And I don't know, like, the, as I said earlier, the most important part of my process is the unplug. Because if I don't do it, mm-hmm. I get sloppy real fast. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's really obvious to see. Like, you'll see me start. How
2: often from. do you do that? How often do you unplug that way? Um, It used to. When I was
0: just focusing on the podcast during quarantine, it was actually a lot easier because I was just doing gear closet, just doing podcasts, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really doing anything else. And so it would really be like two weeks on, a week and a half off. And the reason why it was a week and a half is that bottom part of the week, or I'd either buffer it in the front or the back. That's when I would like storyboard or moonboard, board and like, um, you guys can't see it, but I have this massive dry erase board in my mm-hmm. room here and it basically has all the list of guests that are coming out and all the concept and ideas and videos that I want to write. And, and then the next whiteboard next to it is basically a, a mood board of like, just like links or websites or things to go to, mm-hmm. so I can go look at images that will spark. And so what I'll do is I'll fill that mood board up and then I just like walk away from it. And then that's when the unplug happens. And I'm not allowed to go on the internet at all personally for myself, because the purpose of looking at this mood board is I have, in my mind, I have, it's like, uh, I have consumed enough content in my short lifetime where all of this imagery is there All these words are there. All this literature is there. Before I go consuming more content and before I go consuming more things that are going to really, like, help me do that, I need to make sure that I'm actually, like, taking out the shovel and digging up some coffins and, like, really coming up, really digging into me and making sure that, like, okay, this is what I've got. This is what I Mm -hmm. think. And then what I find is when it's time to come back and – you know, I, I guess to a certain extent, I don't fully unplug from myself. I just unplug from the internet. But then I'll write like, okay, like like prime example, I told you guys about the bus stop that I'm working on. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the things I was listening to the audio about it, and one of the things I was like, need to find sound of hummingbird, mockingbirds, and starlings, because those are very prominent to Dallas. And mockingbirds mm-hmm. are very prominent across the country, and I just like the sound of a hummingbird because I want to have the scene where like a hummingbird just comes by, and I want to I want I want to hear it go from left to right in the microphone, and I yeah. think it's cool. But that never came to mind until I just played the audio off of the ZenCaster, I'm sorry, after, off of the Zoom unit, and I just listened to it, and I was walking around just listening to it, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to get, and mm. then later on I will. Then um, kind of unpack. And so I, once I have the list, then I kind of go back onto the Internet and start pulling it out. But I think too many times, like, like, like you don't always have to clean your plate. Like, you don't have – your plate doesn't have to be empty. You can put it in a doggy bag and then take it home with you. And I think yeah. that a lot of people just assume well, – I don't know. I'm not going to say this. But a lot of people assume. I'll speak for myself on this one. But, like, I just don't want to be trying to clean my plate all the time. I have enough. I'm full, I'm satisfied, I have the resources. I just need to learn how to draw it out of myself more often than not. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what I honestly struggle with the most because that's where I get, like, super self-critical. And I think Mm -hmm. it's stupid, but then it usually turns out to not be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. That's the process. That's, like, my creative, like strategy of how i actually like approach an idea there's a few other things that i do to kind of like decide which idea but the bulk of the actual creative process that's like how i decide okay the next thing that's going to happen that's once all these other little tests happen this is okay we're doing this thing this this is the creative process that helps break it down and so i have to to be i like that you
2: have that yeah I like that you have that process and that you go a little analog, you know when you're when you're working through it. <laughs> I do I do a similar thing. I've got notebooks everywhere. you know, I, I have a hard time creating in a digital way. Um, so like even the little charts that I draw that I put on Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I draw those first in a notebook and sketch them out, you know, eight or ten times. Just when I'm like zoning out, I, I just start okay. sketching things, and that eventually becomes a chart sometime down the road, you know. Um, I like that you go analog. You That's have to. I think you have to. <laughs> there's too much
0: noise. I mean, think of an old-school walkie-talkie. There's so much noise until you get on the walkie-talkie at night, and mm. then there's, there's it's less, but there's so much noise all the time, and I can't cut through it on my own. I have to, like, just cut the cord.
1: yeah. that's so interesting. You guys are like giving me advice.
0: (laughs) I'm like,
1: well, cause like I, um, I used to create in notebooks, you know, like when I was younger, you know, even like Mm -hmm. rapping, I would only write in a a notebook, you know, or I would only draw on paper. Um, but then once I had like a computer and I could type, I was like, well, typing's faster. I'd rather type. And now like I, like, almost never um, write things in a notebook. Well, it, I've got, like, a bunch of notes on my phone, you know, like the Notes app. Like, that's where I yep. put, like, yep. I, if I think of something, like, if I don't write it down, like, it's going to consume my thoughts. So I have to write things down. But, yeah, I think that going back to the literal drawing board, and I love that mood board idea, by the way. That's, like, something we would do in design school. Um, to Like, when you when you're, like, working on a project or, like, a – a visual design it's like well what sort of like textures or songs or whatever it is you just put it all out on the thing i love that yeah i wonder if doing that <clears> for myself would help me feel a little less frantic cuz right now i i think like you know comparing what you said to how i feel i feel like i'm a an operator at a switchboard and like all i do is like take the plugs and put them in different switchboards but i'm mm. never like completely off like it's always like i you know okay take the take it out of the podcast switchboard and put it into the writing switchboard and then the hip hop switchboard yeah. um and then you know 3 months ago that switchboard mm-hmm. short circuited and then i couldn't yeah. do anything right um, so <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i feel like i i feel like i'm the one in this conversation that's like listening to you too and i'm like what how can i like change my process to, to be better, because I think I told you, I know I told you and I might have told Mario this, but coming back from climbing and everything, I was like, something has to change. Like I, mm-hmm. I because I'm not, I'm not going to stop being this level of productive because this is just who I am. And, and right. it's not influenced by anything, but just like being creative and loving all sorts of ideas and having all sorts of skills that I like to to use so if i'm if I'm not gonna become less uh prolific, then I need to become l- more intentional and better mm. at at like turning things off. I think that's what I got out of that like what Mario is saying is he's very intentional like he's like i'm it's either a hundred like I'm on or like if I am off, I am off like o f f off you know yeah. and it's just that like I'm not gonna like half rest half work
2: idea you know yeah I really love what you just said about if I'm if I can't be more prolific Mm -hmm. I need to be more intentional yeah That's, that's fucking brilliant um my my process is a little bit different and probably not Optimized, like I, I want to pull some from Mario's mm-hmm. process into mine. I, I want to learn some of that completely downtime. Mm-hmm. I am, with completely downtime, I feel far more anxious mm-hmm. than than when I'm still on a little bit, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> And, and my a little bit is probably a lot for some people. Yeah, um, yeah, it's relative. <laughs> but I do, I have recognized over the years that there are parts of what I do that allow me to recharge. Uh, and then I can turn, I've turned them into things that look like productivity. Mm-hmm. Like all those charts that I've been putting up on Instagram. I, I feel like I'm in total downtime when I'm drawing those things when I'm sketching and you know I feel like I'm in total downtime when I go climbing Mm -hmm. Um, even though I can set my phone up and record it and then uh, you know a few weeks or a few months down the road turn it into an educational video you know so I've found these ways and and maybe this is just me finding a way to like a, a shortcut to my I need to be productive neuroses, you yeah. know rather than actually finding a way to rest, yeah um but right now those are things that recharge me um so I make sure to have those things in. I also love just coming up with ideas, just dreaming <laughs> up ideas, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that could be a problem because you know, like devin, I know when you're. When you're feeling a little underwater, and I'm like, oh, I have this idea. Devin and I could do this. And then I send it to you, and then I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have sent that. He's busy already. I know. Um, it's. I don't know if it's a – it's not
1: your fault. Like, it's like I want. I want those things, but, yeah, like I'm definitely someone that, like, I'm always – and I'm trying to be better at this, but I'm always operating at, like, 102%. Like, I'm always giving a little bit mm. more than I technically can. Mm. And then – so when someone – like, when a friend brings me an idea, that's what – like, to me, it's like, oh, my God, I'm already, like, barely Start holding it
3: It's
1: Yeah, but that's a me problem. That's I need to learn how to operate at, like, 98% so that when you, when mm-hmm. you tell – because, yeah, I want you to give, like, that – it's like a contradictory thing. Like I, I want the ideas. The ideas are what keep me going, but I just need to not always be at max capacity. And that makes me like, want to ask you, like you just said that you're able to do things that are in some way productive, but also seem to give you something back. This is for both of you. Like, like what, how do you do that? Like, how do you get, get it back? Like, I don't know how to, I, I, I don't have things that I do that actually, or at least I don't feel like I have things I do that give me energy, except, like, well, talking to my friends, you know. But, like, I don't, like, climbing is, like, it it can be a, a drain, but it also can give me energy. You know, music can be a drain, but it can also, it, but nothing is, like, yeah, that for sure. Like, what, is, what am I missing? Am I missing something?
2: You know, I think, to be perfectly honest, I think I had a, long string of privileges that i was able to capitalize on like Hmm. i mean i check all of the privilege boxes you know for the most part (laughs) other other than like having rich white parents um but but i'm a white male in this society so i've had a, a bunch of privilege to be able to to capitalize on and i've been able to set myself up in a life where I, it's all built around things that I love, you Mm -hmm. know, um, wasn't always that way, but it is now. So, so like where climbing for me is recharging, for you, it's a much bigger ordeal to go climbing. That's fair. But you were, you were just out here and you saw how I operate. It's like, oh, let's get up, let's eat breakfast, you know? Whatever time we feel What's like, for, let's just roll out yeah. to the boulders. <laughs> I
1: was like, wait a minute, what?
2: I thought. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I it. You know, so it's a, it's just a, a casual thing because there are boulders fifteen minutes away. You mm-hmm. know? Or I can walk out to my garage and climb the yeah. gym. Oh my god! You know? So for me, it's the only reason that's recharging for me is because it's it's so easy for me to go do. Hmm wasn't always that way it used to be a struggle to go to the gym you know and I have to force myself to do it um, yeah so so I've been able to set myself up for that so certainly don't you know say, oh I need to be able to take these things that Chris does and make them recharge for me right. you obviously have to find those things. What about video games for you?
1: oh yeah, I love video well video games I think for me is what Mario is to. Turning off to Mario. Like, where, when I play video games, right. like, my brain is, is, like, not, it's really weird. It's kind of hard to explain, but when I'm playing video games, my brain's not working. Like, it's, it's, I'm totally reacting off of, like, reflex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the games that I play, you know, like, Doom, you know, like, that is a pretty, once you, like, have the, how to, once you know how to play, like, a first person shooter game, Doom is all just, like, reflexes, you know, and, Or, like, Smash Bros., for example. Like, it's a competitive game, but it's mostly, like, reflex and, like, you know, there's a little bit of, like, reading the other person, but for the most part, like, I'm not thinking when I play those games. So, that's, That's like...
2: That's interesting. Um, Yeah. Quick aside here, you know, I've been listening to people like uh, Brandon Belcher and uh, Nate and yourself and Mario and... Mm -hmm something that never occurred to me years ago but that is prominent in my brain now is that i'm i'm a white guy so if i go climbing in wyoming or if i go climbing in kentucky or if i go climbing mm. in georgia i'm not worried yeah but for you to go climbing it's a whole different thing your brain has to be occupied in an entirely different way so Yeah. So maybe climbing will be tough to be a recharge for you until you can, you know, build a different circumstance and or this community catches up. That's super true. Yeah. Mario being in Texas, how is that for you? You were you were just spending your holiday in a (laughs) very white town in Southwest Texas. Sundown County, Texas. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. Um I, I want to. You're
2: like you're stretching yourself into this area. Yeah, so yeah, no,
0: yeah. I'm I'm definitely moving in. I am not the I am not the model minority, but I'm trying to be. Um, uh, but you know, I, I want to kind of go back to something Devin said, you know, and kind of answer a question for you in my perspective. And you asked, you know, like how do you recharge, and like how do you do this. And I think, you know, I think the big thing is, is you have to make the tools you want to use, and and this might sound a little weird, but like, okay, so like you play video games and it shuts off your brain, but like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you can play those games and shut off your brain, but at a certain point, like, your brain is empty. And I think that is the time for you to either have, like, a list or something in front of you or, but like, you need to learn how to use the tools that you already are effective at or create tools. And that's where, like, the whole whiteboard thing came for me because I was having notebooks and paper everywhere and I was, like, trying to keep up with this. And I was, like, I just need all this on the wall. And then so it started with um, – I um actually, the original thing is I just went to Home Depot and got one of those big, giant, like – sheets of metal and I just put up on the wall and I had magnets and pieces of paper everywhere. Mm. And at first I was just slide the papers around, but those were the tools that I kind of created. And I think really what you need to do is however, and I guess I'm speaking for myself here, but um, if we as human beings, if it doesn't exist, if the tool didn't exist, we make it. We're mm-hmm. pretty good at doing that. And I think that's something that's important. And I would encourage you to experiment that because you're going to fuck up a lot. Like it's going to fuck up a lot. And, you know, hearing you talk about the switchboard, it was, it was, it was very serendipitous to me because I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. I've definitely done the switchboard thing. And it's like, I, uh, I, I I can relate to that very well. But Mm -hmm. like uh, one thing, I guess I really want to say to you, that's like, that's a part of the process. That's Mm -hmm. like a very big part of the process. And everyone's probably process is a little different, but I think you really nailed it. It's like, you feel like you're doing this and this and this and this and this and this, and and then you're going back and forth. But like, that's a part of like, you know, really boiling it down to what it needs to be. And then once you kind Mm -hmm. of get your things that are important to you, then you have to build tools or systems. Probably systems is a better way to say it that helps support that. But like, you have to understand like those systems are going to fucking crash and burn a lot. They're going to crash and burn (laughs) a whole lot and i say that for me and so that's like kind of that and then i kind of totally forgot what the other what the other question was. Well, Chris
1: was, was kind of he was hinting at the fact that you know climbing feels like mm, an escape mm. for him but it doesn't necessarily feel that way for, for someone of color. Yeah. And i think that's a pretty poignant thing to say. <laughs>
0: yeah. And <laughs> um, I, I think the big thing and i have to say that like I have to give the caveat that like I, I don't know if this is my Jamaican roots or my mom's very like you know strong civil rights roots or however, but I have a big fuck you attitude towards anybody. Like I have, I pay my taxes, I don't go to jail, I'm I'm a model member of society, and I'm keeping your slap happy white kids really excited about rock climbing. So I am, you know, I will go wherever I please and I will rock climb wherever I damn well please as long as I'm not breaking the law because I'm definitely not going to put myself in a situation where you can can hold me down. Like that's that's, that's a no-no. But um, I am a different exception to that rule because it doesn't really bother me until they're standing in my face because Mm -hmm. at that moment, like – Every human being is so different. Every person is so different. So I'm going to take it, the situation, for what it is right in front of me. Like some people are like, boy, you need to get off that wall. And some people are like, what the hell are you doing out here? And other people are yeah. just like, do you mind telling me what's going on? And it's like each situation is so different. And I choose to take it at the moment that it is. But at the same time, I've also exist in enough white spaces consistently more often in my life where, like, I'm able. I can very quickly decide to to send like I need to be honest and straightforward with this person. I need to be very honest but vague, or I need to diffuse this situation with humor. And yeah, like I can quick that. I can quickly do that in a moment. And there, and then there have definitely been moments where it's just like, okay, like this is going to turn into a gunfight. It's just time for me to leave, you know. And it's not like like in that's literal and figure, figuratively, but you know, yeah, um, in my experience, but um, I think that's just for me, and so I, I sometimes I feel very uncomfortable answering that question in that state because that's just my attitude for it. But playing devil's advocate, um, yeah, I think it's real hard, especially because, you know, as minorities, we are used to grouping, being in neighborhoods not communities, neighborhoods where people are just yeah. like gathering because a community and a neighborhood are two different things. Like make no yeah. mistake, but like we're used to like being, well, there's strength in numbers. And then when you stray out from the numbers that it you, you feel vulnerable and you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I understand that's true for white people going into black spaces. I tr- I understand that's true for anybody. The only difference, as Chris so as eloquently really put, like, where you can stray, Chris, is far more vast. Far, mm. far, far, far more vast where then minorities can stray. And sure. hopefully it's changing. Hopefully it's different. I mean, the town that I was in was beautiful. Everybody was super heartwarming. Everybody was super lovely. I had an amazing time. I had a great time at 4th of July, and they were just all around beautiful people and I'm psyched Mm -hmm. on it, but that's good to hear. But on the reels, though, like I, I, I totally get it. I completely understand why they're like, I'm not going here. I'm not even going to begin to put myself in this situation because someone else gets so much anxiety just figuring out how to navigate because you know, they're, they're, they're operating from a place of fear they're like, okay, so mm-hmm. if this situation happens, how am I going to get it? Okay, I got that. Now this situation, now this situation, now this situation. And when you have to live your life and operate from a place of fear, your spirit is just rippled all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, like there's n- there's never any time that you have this clear mountain, pristine glass lake. It's just it's always waves, and that's hard to handle. And I think mm-hmm. you know, once again, maybe hustling would help y'all. But I think if you're used <laughs> to working, and if you used to cause in a couple of splashes every once in a while, I don't think it would be that bad, but you know, everyone is different and I, and I, and I firmly believe my method does not work for everyone. I think there are yeah. people who are that, like the only person I've ever heard close who kind of operates the same way is Brandon, Mr. Big Fingers. Like him mm-hmm. and I have had like a lot of like the same, like we've talked briefly, but like have lots of the same experience, but we both kind of have the attitude like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here cause I'm allowed to be here. Like i'm yeah. not I'm not going to shy away from, but granted, we're both not going to put ourselves in a situation that like yeah, think like it's gonna be detrimental, but I guess that's kind of my thought of it, kind of playing both sides of the coin,
2: <laughs> yeah, I have a question I have a question for both of you um, devin, do you ever feel? Like, video games take your mind off of it all. They allow you to, like, be in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel guilty for taking that time away from the work, the other things that you do? 100% of the time. <laughs> I, I wondered. Mario, <laughs> I do you feel ever feel guilty? No fucking way.
1: I was like, I'm probably <laughs> yeah. be negative for Mario.
2: <laughs> he's, no yeah. fucking he's, way. he's
1: like... This is why, I like, this is why I like being around him because he and I are so similar, and yet, like, in so many ways, he's the opposite of what I am, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, he, like, like, even just what he said about being in the outdoors, like, just the like, well, I'm, I pay my taxes. I'm gonna be here. <laughs> like, I, I just wish I could do that, and I wish that I could like, turn off and not feel bad about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes if I don't think about it then I don't feel bad. Like, I, I played video games earlier today, and I didn't feel bad about it, but it's because I didn't think about it. Like, if I had thought about, oh, well, you said you were going to put out another episode of AP, or ACP on the 4th, you didn't do it. Like, if I had thought about that, I probably would feel bad, but but I didn't think about it today. Um yeah, I mean, I'm just so fascinated by by Mario's mindset. Well, I think... <laughs> it's, it's so different than mine.
0: I think also, this kind of goes back to the age-old saying, everything in life is fine and dandy until you get punched in the face. And I've been punched in the face multiple True. times in my life. And I think at that point, it's funny, I was literally talking to the other coaches today, and all of them thought I was fucking crazy for this. But I really, really want to do this. And I know any of the kids that I coach listening to this, you're going to hate me for this, but I really want to take my entire climbing team, or like the kids that are actually competitive, that I actually would do it. I want to take them to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym and let them spar with other <laughs> oh, kids. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I love this idea. There is oh, yeah. nothing in the world like trying to get someone off of you whose whole intention is to not let you move. And oh, yeah. two things are going to happen. They're going to learn how to fight. Oh, they're just gonna lay there and just be limp and like and just, just, just 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 let the world kill me, you know. <laughs> and those are the people who are always like, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? I'd just let myself be eaten. And I'm like, damn, damn I'd at I'd just it's put two that. in the head. I don't want to feel that part, but you know, but it's I, just, it's interesting to me. It really is interesting to me, and I just I don't I I don't know, man. I just I That's think you just have to, like, really kind of just try it. And I think once you start trying that Kool-Aid, you'll like it more often than you think.
1: Yeah. You know, something you, you kind of brought up that, or made me think of is I've realized this about myself. I have that reflex in crisis situations. So, like, oh. when something mm. is actually really, really bad, my anxiety goes away and I can turn into – so, like, zombie apocalypse, I know I would be fine. Like, I'm a teddy bear now. But if it was like <laughs> zombies were knocking down the door i'm I'm here for it, like I'm gonna survive, I'm gonna do what I have to do but but in normal everyday situations, that's when I'm like incredibly anxious and like uncertain. But when things are like super serious, that's when I can like turn it on, and I guess like, hmm. uh, I was about to make an anime reference. you probably won't you guys will probably make me fiddle like somebody listening living. will. okay yeah, well it's it's like uh it's like in my hero academia where um. The main character gets his power, but he doesn't know how to, like, mitigate it yet. So he's like, every time he, like, swings his arm to punch someone, he, like, blows up everything, but he also breaks his arm. Like, I feel like that's kind of mm-hmm. where I am. Where it's like, I don't know how to, like, mitigate, like, uh, being able to turn my brain off and just, like, go, 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 unless it's, like, a severe situation. Um,
2: you know what might be, you know what might be important? Um, something I've noticed about climbing training over the last five years is that it used to be that nobody recognized rest as part of training. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And Powerful. nowadays, if I don't put like if I'm talking about the, the aspects of training or the facets of training and I don't mention resting, somebody's going to come at me, <laughs> you know. And I'm a huge proponent of it, um, but it's shifted, and that's because people have learned to value resting as as part of what makes them a good climber. Oh, yeah. And And maybe it will help turn your guilt off for – playing video games if you can start to really see that as a valuable part of you being more productive
1: very true that's very true
2: that's that's how i see all the things that help me recharge Mm -hmm. are are just as really valuable parts of of this one big process that i'm embroiled in yeah i think you
0: need to break your arm a couple times
2: You you,
1: you think I should be (laughs) beautiful and just break my arm over and over again? No, no. no.
0: I mean, you break it once or twice. You're going to learn real quick, Playboy. I mean, you're going to learn real fast. Like, it don't take too long. It's like, for example, you fall off a slab boulder a couple times. You learn very quickly how to dismount because your first time cheese theory, you don't ever do that again. (laughs) Yeah, you don't Uh, want to. No. I remember the first time I hit a volume on the way down. Never again. Never again. again.
1: Mm -mm. That's really funny. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, some – some things have to be learned certain ways. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to just go in the boxing ring. <laughs> That's so funny. I It's not exactly the same, but at, I, used to, I used to work in, like, the um, service, like, as, as a cook in a restaurant. And we always threw around this idea of once a month if we all, like, got together and we had two pairs of boxing gloves and whoever had beef, you know, you just get in the ring. You slug it out, and then it's over. You know, like, that's kind of what – it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of that, of, like, yeah. sometimes you need to just, like – you just got to solve conflict in one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I I am not condoning this. I I don't want people getting on my Instagram talking about I think it should be okay to whoop your co-worker's ass, but it's just the idea <laughs> that, like – You go in, like, you box it out, and then you give each other a hug. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys understand, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Um, I would like to ask a question to you guys. This popped in my head earlier, but I want to kind of go back to, like, uh, the recharge topic. Because both of you Mm -hmm. guys mentioned, like, different ways and different things. But, like, what would be your ideal dream way of recharging? Like, resources? Like, everything is at your disposable. Like, but if you could, like imagine like what would be the most ideal way for you to recharge, whether it's like, you know, you, you, you know, you live on monster ranch and you've got that fucking lake and everything else, or, you know, you're, you're fucking like, you know, wherever. I mean, but like, what is that ideal way to recharge? Like dream big.
2: Mm. I'm going to tell you, what I was just recently planning and how my, my dream recharge still involves being productive. Um,
3: (laughs) Classic. (laughs)
2: um, My, my daughter is like, she's crushing life. She's in a, she's in a good job right now. Had a baby during COVID and, you know, is figuring out how to be a single mom and deal with some traumas in her life, but is is really doing a, an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go on a vacation with her, and she had a few days that she's got off, so... I made the decision without prompting from my wife or my daughter that we were going to go do a beach vacation because mm-hmm. it's not something I would ever do despite this palm tree and oh sailboat shirt I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I, I would never choose to go on a beach vacation. <laughs> it doesn't um, seem like you. So <clears throat> what I did when I realized my error in making this suggestion that I would never actually want to do – was I was like, oh, I know where we'll go. We'll go to Fort Lauderdale, and then I can, I can interview Abby while we're there, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and get some work done. I so I messaged dad. Abby, and I was like, any chance you're around on these dates? And she's like, oh, I'm going climbing in Greenland. Last minute opportunity, and I'm like, damn it, now mm. I have to not work to relax. <laughs> <laughs> so. So for me, I mean I'm really looking forward to hanging out with my daughter, hanging out with my granddaughter and hanging out with my wife in a way that I'm not surrounded by my normal yeah. recharge vices that work for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would agree with with that that sentiment too. I've I think I said this earlier, but one of the ways I know that I recharge is intentional one-on-one time with people you know like either one-on-one or small group you know like two or three other people I I mean honestly like what I just did for the last couple of weeks is pretty damn close to what I would want to do to recharge I mean that like that was like a health pack right before the boss like it was like to be able to I mean travel one I love traveling two Um, seeing, you know, spending quality time with a few close friends, that's important to Mm me. Um, three, like just experiencing a new place, you know, whether it's like through food or beer or like just culture, like I love experiencing new things. Um, the only thing that I would add to what I just did is I would have like a Clark Kent phone booth that had all of my like creative stuff in it. And if I ever had an idea or like a beat that I wanted to drop or someone said something, I'd be like, hold on. And then I would go in the booth and like, so it's kind of like what Chris said. Like mm-hmm. I would need to, I would mm-hmm. want to be able to have the ability to be productive if something struck me, but I would not want to, I would not want to make myself do it. I wouldn't go with the intent of like, like what Chris said, like I'm going to go with the intent of interviewing someone, but I would just bring my podcast equipment. And then if I, Someone interesting was there, like, wait, wait, hold on. Before you start talking, let me get my stuff.
2: Um, but you know that on this trip you just took, if you had had your phone booth with all your equipment, Annalisa would have taken it over <laughs> because you saw her on your damn drum machine. It was
1: so great. Mario, oh my God. <laughs> I, like, I brought my drum machine for this reason, right? Because I'm like, you never know. Like, I want to be able to be ready. Um, and I think that Annalisa and Lana enjoyed it more than Chris. <laughs> like, they,
2: they bugged me. They've, they're still bugging me. Like, when, when are we getting one of those drum machines? The power company <laughs> I mean, really? drum
1: machine. I love it, dude. You could. <laughs> it's so funny because like you don't you don't need it, <laughs> but that, you don't get it because you need it. Like I mean, Mario knows this. You don't yeah. get. I mean, you, you get gear that's useful to you, obviously, mm-hmm. but you're not getting it. For util- just utilitarian purposes, like like I didn't need the drum machine, but it made me way more productive, and making music
2: is way more fun, yeah. and
1: like yeah. it's cool, like it's cool for what just happened, right, like I brought it over your house, and there was you know,
2: so much damn joy at that kitchen table, yeah, just pounding on that drum machine
1: (laughs) which is what that's what music is supposed to be like it's not supposed to in my opinion anyway like any sort of creative endeavor should be like childlike wonder and just like pushing buttons basically you don't like when you get into the at least this is how i think of it when it starts to feel like work and and like you have to like uh take it up like like heart surgery or something then you've kind of lost what in my opinion, you've kind of lost what made it, like,
2: that spark in the first place, you know?
1: Yeah. Is, is there something
2: it. is there something for either of you, since you just said that, that you thought was going to be work and arduous and something you didn't really want to do but has turned into something that you look forward to and is a recharge thing for you? Ooh. I'll let you answer that first, Mario, because I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, so I have I have one if you need to think on it, but tell yeah, me if you got no, it. No,
0: I, I, it's funny listening to you guys' answers really. So to answer your question, um, the question is: Is there something that I've done that I thought was going to be super stressful work or any, but it turned into a recharge? And yeah, um, I would. I have to say the one thing that is that is when I'm making videos. So Mm -hmm. I'm working on this series, this, uh, Kaya, Jim climber. Y'all are going to know about Mm -hmm. this now, but like I'm working (laughs) on a a little thing, thing for y'all. We're going to a little thing that, uh, you know, y'all can throw some, you can throw a brother some coin later for it. But, um, (laughs) but, um, this video series that I'm working on, um, it is, it is a lot of work because I really, I have to turn, I have to turn myself from the run and gun director style, the run and gun shooting style that I'm really used to. And I have to be more of like a director, what I am for my clients. So when I'm producing like just commercial contract work around here for people's social media or whatever, or branding stuff for businesses, I have to become a director. And I really have really had to do that for myself in producing this content in producing this content, I've actually inadvertently started having very amazing conversations with, uh, with people, even when the content that I'm creating is in a negative light uh, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. something that they hold dear, the conversations have still been in a very impactful and positive way. And I know that I'm being like vague, but I'm not also trying to like throw out the beans. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. No, uh, you're good. <laughs> But um, I think that's like, for me, like those interactions are what recharges me because like human connection, in my opinion, human connection, intimacy is really what charges, like I think charges with most people to a certain extent, whether it's intimacy Mm -hmm. with yourself or intimacy with other people. But I think that's what charges. And it's funny, I was listening to you guys talking, answering this question and both of y'all's answers, I was like, God damn, that's so much work. Like, and I was thinking about <laughs> it and I was like, you know, and if I answer my, if I ask myself the question, I want, I would literally want like a little, not, not, not the full Zoom H6. We ain't going to take that thing. Uh-huh. I want like the little handheld recorder just so I can, or I use my phone, but I literally want a notepad. I want an audio recorder so I can capture my own notes. And then mm-hmm. that's it. Like I don't want anything else. And then that my dream setup would be to be in a place that is like Shangri-La and I want to be able to go to Shangri-La and then go to, you know, um, uh, go to Mordorf. I want to be able to go back and forth between those two places, like mm-hmm. sheer chaos,
2: all, all while floating in a salt bath. Absolutely, <laughs> uh-huh. the salt bath river is what
0: it takes. It's like a lazy river.
1: It's like the Nile, you know. The, the oh damn!
2: With a little places. floaty, yeah. You got a little floaty with your notepad. Yeah, but oh, like, God. I
0: mean, I, but I mean, think about it, like, like, like only in absence, only. Only in true absence and true emptiness, in my opinion, and true absence of all other things, do you have the ability to gain what you really, really want. And maybe mm-hmm. other people need ideas and things like that, but it's really important to me to be able to go somewhere beautiful and then go somewhere what I would perceive stressful and the hustle and the grind and just like really take a different take advantage of like the difference between the two. And then I want to just turn on a microphone and just say my thoughts out loud. So they on my own personal notes. And then I also want to be able to, like, draw pictures, jot down ideas, things like that. And then, once again, close the book and come back to it. Because Mm -hmm. I guess, like, I I always run into the problem of, like, what I perceive in the moment. It's like, oh, this is great. And then I come back to it later. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Or I'm like, oh, I look at this in an entirely new light because I was just caught in the heat of the moment. And I think that, I don't know, I just, I, I think we... We as as producers, content creators, I think we definitely operate really well in that heat of the moment. And I I'm just very mm-hmm. I, I always want to know like what would you do with your ideas and your thoughts if you just like took the best notes in the world, walked away from them to the point where you forget them, come back yeah. and then be reignited with them. Like exactly. what else would would arrive? And I think that's something yeah. that's like And that's for me. And this is like my creative process because when I like, it's like I, you know, the best way I know it's like, uh, it's seeing, like imagine a relationship you had with someone that ended, but it was like a good thing. It like, it wasn't bad. Like there's no animosity, but you see that person again and you see them with someone else and they have kids. It brings you joy to know that Mm -hmm. they're like moved on. But the last image you had in your mind with them is them with you. So like this, Mm -hmm. basically have a Polaroid in your brain of what once was and then now you get to see what is now and it's like it's just it's really joyful and I think like it just but it's also very scary and I think just Mm -hmm. it's really hard for that to be done and I think that's like I don't know I just encourage people to do that I encourage people to like really kind of separate yourself from it because when you come back to it it's like it's really beautiful Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what I was originally supposed to answer, but I, I went off some real diatribe.
2: <laughs> that that was classic Mario. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> uh,
1: I think Chris asked what things did you think were not going to be a source of like energy, but turned out to be. Yeah. You know? It would
0: definitely like, be the videos then. It would definitely be the videos and then – You know, I'd have to say it'd be the videos, and then when I first started youth coaching, I did not think, I thought it was just a means to the end, I can make some money, but then Mm -hmm. now, like, those little turds recharge me every day, like, today, I can't even, I I won't give out the names, obviously, because I can't, because they're minors, but one of the kids I walked up to, I was like, I was like, what's wrong with you today? I was like, you're just like in this poop mood, I mean, like, you're a turd normally, but like, today, like... You're like extra turdy. Like normally, you like a little turd with like a little sunflower growing out of it. So there's like something <laughs> to you, but like today, like you're full like sloppy turd, sloppy like slat. And he's like giggling and laughing, and he's like, "I'm not a turd." I'm like, "Really?" And I was like, "But then, in the midst of the conversation, he starts talking to me, and he was like, "Well, you know, I'm I'm going into a new grade. These things yeah. start going, and then we start talking." And it's like – it's just – it's really magical to me because I'm like, man, like, you know how you feel and you have the emotional intelligence to understand how you feel, but you don't know how to articulate it even to yourself. And it, like, really recharges me because I'm like, man, I I want to tell you the answer, but, like, how can I give you breadcrumbs to, like, let you figure it out? And then the process by which throwing out these little breadcrumbs out there is – It's so interesting just to get their response. And it's like it takes me all in these wild-ass places where I'm just like – I'm like the infinite wisdom of children just blow me away. And Mm -hmm. at that moment, like even though I'm trying to lead him somewhere, all I can really do is receive what he is saying. Like I can't – like I'm just acknowledging the state Mm -hmm. that he's in. And I have to receive the energy that he gives me. And whatever he gives me is whatever he gives me. Like, at the end of the day, like, whether it works or works, it doesn't, it turns. We'll try again next practice. Hopefully, he's not in a dirty mood. But yeah, I think those moments, like, really, really recharge me because I just, I, when I honestly started coaching, I just never really thought that this was a thing. Like, I, like it's, yeah. I mean, not even a thing. Like, I just, I didn't know it exists. Like, I didn't know that, like, this level of growth could happen working with children, because if you think about like working at camps or like working with kids with that, but it's one thing when you're like trying to help make good human beings, the process takes you all over the place. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's probably the most important thing that probably recharges me outside of my, my own practices, because... Like, I can't go into practice with some preconceived notion. The only preconceived notion I have is what I plan on doing for practice that day. But everything else, Mm -hmm. is that energy is just given to me, and I just have to accept it for what it is.
1: Yeah. 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 That's really cool, man. I think you articulated pretty much the exact same way I felt about coaching when I started. A lot of, like... I wouldn't have gone to teaching or coaching had it not been for other people's encouragement. I thought I was going to be terrible at it. I thought it was going. To, it sounded really scary, and I didn't really think I would get anything out of it in the sense of like energy back. But yeah, I mean, you, I, I you could just copy and paste what you said. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like the and and, it, and I still like it's not a regret, but I always am sad that I had to stop coaching. I, I I had to stop for myself because I could see that I wasn't able to give the kids a hundred percent and this is a I mean this may be a problem that I have, but I just like cared so much about them and and their development that I felt like if I couldn't give them a hundred percent of my attention when I was with them, that it wasn't right for me to be a coach. And at that time I was I was setting, I was about to be the like head climbing instructor of the gym I was trying to work on events I was doing the social media for the gym I was taking pictures like I just I was like I can't I cannot coach these kids I mean I could I could have but it would have been like 50 percent or you know maybe 75 on a good day and I just didn't that was the one thing that I was like okay like for the sake of the kids like I shouldn't coach them um Mm -hmm. but I always loved it and yeah I would say Being a a teacher and, like, knowing that you're impacting the kid And exactly what you just said, I think that any coach or instructor should have written that down of, like, you're not trying to tell them what to do. You just have to be there for their process. And any good instructor will tell, like, is not going to give you answers, you know, like, at least I don't think so. I I think you're spot on. Yeah, so, like, you – I mean, that is, like, gold right there, what you just said. I think that's spot on. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely – so I, I can't say coaching because it's not something I do now. I can say one thing – this has nothing to do with rock climbing or anything, but one thing that I do that some people are like, that sounds really hard, but I actually love it, is learning new languages. Mm. It mm-hmm. it, is, it is hard. Like, I don't want to say that it's not hard but I get so much joy out of it, and, like, I love, like, the gratification of being able to say something in a different language and know, like, oh, there's someone across the country that if I said this to them, they would understand me, you know? Like, I get so much, like, dopamine out of that (laughs) that, like, any time I sit down to, like, read a, a, a grammar book or listen to an audio lesson or something like that, I just, I love it. Like, I do it, I do it literally every day. I probably spend, like, like, um, I spend at least an hour a day on language, um probably' that's very cool, probably I mean, a little on more my when, on my like
2: weekends. It's so much fun, but, it's so much fun, I think anyway, that's something I wish I would have spent more time on when I was younger. I think it's amazing when i when I hear someone speaking multiple languages yeah you know, it's it's something I didn't put a lot of value in when I was younger. And I wish I would have.
1: Well, we, you know, so,
3: two
2: things cool.
1: like one, you didn't have to, mm-hmm. sadly, like right. we don't in America, right. we don't get that much exposure. Um, and two, it's not valued here, which is really sad. Like, I, I think there were a couple of things that that drew me to this. One was when um, I when I did my study abroad trip in college, that really was like that was a huge turning point in my life. Um, honestly. Uh, but part of the reason why is because we went so many places where people could speak like two or three languages, and I couldn't understand any of them. And I felt so mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying that people who only speak one language are like this, but I felt so small minded, you know, like I was like, I, I can only speak English. And you got like babies that are speaking three languages. Um, yeah. And it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. And And like, yep. the other thing that really struck me was that My minor, I have a degree, and my minor is in Spanish, but I went through 12, like, 10, 12 years of learning Spanish, but we didn't practice speaking it all that much. So, like, I know a whole bunch of, like, grammar and stuff like that, but I can't speak the language, which is, like, the Mm -hmm. dumbest shit ever, right? Like, I can get a minor in Spanish. (laughs) I got a minor in Spanish. I got good grades, too, and I can't speak the language, really. I mean, I'm I'm better at it now, but it wasn't because of school. I I, mm-hmm. I wish that I wish that people you know, like <laughs> there's a lot of things I've changed about this country, but one thing that I <laughs> wish that <laughs> one thing I wish people had to do when they were like a senior in high school, I wish that every like high school senior got like a plane ticket to like a different country and they had to just go and just be in a place where no one speaks yeah. your language, no one knows shit about your culture or anything, and you've just gotta be. You gotta they they give you like some money and some, and like make sure you don't die but but you got to go get your food you got to go to the bathroom you got to get everything you need on your own and it will just teach people so much appreciation for other experiences um, yeah, kind of like the the nicer version of Mario's boxing ring idea. <laughs> <laughs> go get their ass whooped and then they go travel. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think in that order it would actually be better. Do get your ass whooped, yeah, and travel. They, they, they may be, travel. be ready. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like when you get a whoop and your and your mom's like, you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> i've never understood yeah. that <laughs> has that ever happened to you? like it's like oh, yeah. no i'm not hungry i'm still over here trying to process this uh, situation looking out the window oh nah. man
0: no i definitely was <laughs> like oh, yeah, that was I'm my hungry. whole childhood right away oh, you want some juice sugar? nah my mom would definitely be like you ready to eat i'd be like yeah because she knows it's gonna make me feel better would <laughs> you still cry and eating? and your food is salty with your own tears? That shit is wild. Mario's
2: still getting spanked, and he's like, what's <laughs> for dinner?
0: <laughs> shit. My mom my mom, and my dad threatened to whip my ass. I joke around, but when they stand up, I sit down.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's a, I'm 36 years smartest, old. I'm
0: 36 oh, years old. 37 tomorrow, gentlemen.
1: Oh,
3: really? I mean. Oh,
0: happy birthday. Damn, happy early birthday. 37 tomorrow, and I'm still afraid of my parents
2: whooping my ass.
1: Hey. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, you know what? I had a I had a weird one that I really didn't expect, and I'm I'm really just realizing in the last week or two that it actually is something I look forward to and, and is recharging for me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that uh, number one, I'm I'm not a fiction reader. I'm not good at reading fiction. I'm much better at reading nonfiction. And I've just – I've never been into it. My wife, on the other hand, is really into it, hmm. um, particularly Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman and these kind of ah, fantasy okay.
3: uh,
2: stories. And years ago, I had read – the graveyard book neil gaiman's the graveyard book Mm -hmm. out loud to her um at like at bedtime and i i thought it was a great book but then i went right back to my like i don't read fiction ways you know and then just a few months ago she had a terry pratchett book and she's like Read it to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No way. Like, I got too much to do. This is going to take a bunch of my time. No way. Mm-hmm. And she just kept doing it. And I'm like, fine, let me read it. Mm-hmm. And, and I read it out loud to her. And then I'm like, what's the next book? And then we read the next book. And yeah. then I'm like, well, let's order the next book. What are the next books? You know, we got to read the rest of these. I need to know yeah. what happened to Captain Vimes, you know. <laughs> and... <laughs> And now it's like it's become this bedtime ritual. I yeah. mean, I did it while you guys were here, yeah, you know? And yeah. Annalisa Anna was telling Bree like Chris is going to be reading to me. If, sorry if that keeps you up, Aww. <laughs> you know? And so we we lay down and I I read to her till she falls asleep. I get mad because I oh, keep reading God. and she falls asleep <laughs> and then I have to read it all again the next night. Um but there are a lot of nights where she falls asleep and I'm like, I don't want to stop reading. I need yeah. To, I need to know what happens, you know. And now it's starting to feel like this this recharge for me because it's totally separate from all the things I'm doing otherwise. I can place a lot of value on it. Like I can logically place value on it, which is the way I do things. I yeah. I, I like logic. and my logic is in that i sleep better yeah afterward which means the next day i'm more productive the next day i climb better if i'm going climbing mm-hmm. you know i'm less of a dick if i'm if i've slept you know mm-hmm. so so i can place that logic on it and it's become this valuable part of it don't tell her i said this but <laughs> but that's the way it is yeah that's so, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Like, it, I mean,
1: I love that idea. If I were ever to be married, that would be something that I would want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just because um, that's just, like, it. I, I could see what you're saying. And I also could see what you're saying about having a nighttime ritual, because that is one thing that I've learned this year is very important to me, is having some kind of nighttime ritual. It's changed. Over the last few months, it used to be I would spend an hour drawing before bed, Um, Mm -hmm. so I would always, like, you know, when I felt like I was ready to go to bed, I would just, like, turn off all my devices, and I would sit down at this very table, and I would just sketch. Um, Lately, it's become... I make myself some tea and I watch like an hour and a half of anime, <laughs> and, which is why when I, mm-hmm. like, I'm coming up with anime references now. But it's, it's, it's like a, it's a bookend, you know? Like there's a, yeah. there's a consistency there of like, I know that at roughly at this time, this is what's going to happen. And it's like just the right amount of consistency for me. Cause I don't like when like my whole day is consistent you know, like that's one of my struggles is when things are the yeah. same for too long, I start to get anxious. But that's like just enough consistency to have like a – this is what I do in the – this is what I do when I first wake up. Like when I first wake up is when I do my language studies, and when I go to bed is when I am either watching anime or I'm drawing it, one of those two.
2: Yeah, that's cool. You know what? You, you both actually reminded me of something um, – that I hadn't thought about as a thing that recharges me. But Annalisa pointed it out while you were here, Devin. Mm -hmm. And that's that, like, I I love going and hunting for new boulders. I realized last last winter that it was taking up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should spend less time doing this. Mm -hmm. But then recently I've realized that, I don't really give a shit if I find boulders for me. Yeah. I I love taking other people to these boulders that I've found, scrubbing holds, figuring out sequences with them. I don't care if I climb it or not. I can walk away and never even climb on the boulder, mm-hmm. but I get so much joy out of creating creating something that you know was was laying there before but dormant you know yeah. waking this thing up and i i love it 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 was so much fun with you and Bree yeah. you know i do it with Lana and Annalisa all the time just a ton of fun for me so that's really that's cool a, that's a big one for me too that's super rad mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of route setting
1: where you like yeah. that's how that's how i get energy from route setting to i don't know like what Mario would say this but i know for me It's always so much more fun when I'm setting in service of something, you know, like I think any good route setter Mm -hmm. is like a service minded person. And it's so much better to set something thinking about somebody of like, oh, you will love this route or even the opposite of like, I know you're going to hate this route, but I really want you to try it. Like knowing that like you don't like pockets, like I get it. Here you go, though <laughs> I mean yeah. it's kind of hard not to climb something <laughs> that someone made for you, even if you're not necessarily gonna like it, but it's just so it's so cool to like give somebody something or to like yeah like give them not even like give them a gift necessarily, but give them an experience, like give them like what you just said like you're you're not giving them the boulder you're you're just giving them that process and you're there with them. It's the same thing mm-hmm. for route setting only difference is that like. I'm just putting plastic on the wall and
2: and being like, here it is. Um, yeah, I, I Mario's get Mario's process is I set this boulder for you, I'm gonna lay here in my salt bath while you get punched <laughs> in the face by
3: it. <laughs> He's you weren't like, wrong. I,
2: I love it. <laughs> i definitely got I need to try this salt bath. I've, I've, oh, you I've need heard to. about
1: it. I've heard about it and I've wanted to try it for a
0: while. I, I wonder what that would be like. Sem- sensory de- sensory deprivation
2: tank. Deprivation. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. Speak- speaking of Mario relaxing, was that just a giant bag of Hawaiian rolls it was. from Fourth of July? It was. <laughs> I, I yeah, it was. I mean, I was
0: I wasn't do my nightly ritual of sardines and the rolls, but then I realized it get all messy. I was like, we're just gonna live that roll life. I mean, that's like Hawaiian you buy fried food. Do you buy the biscuit or the roll? You always choose the roll. Because that brisket is so dry, you can't drink enough water. There's not enough water in the Mississippi to help. You're talking about like Popeye's biscuits. Oh, I love that's it. what that makes me. Nah, no, man, those things are sacrilegious. <laughs> like I don't do them. Those what? You don't can... do? Come on
2: now. I'm weird, oh. I
1: guess. <laughs> I love them, but I also understand that they're like they're like medieval torture devices. <laughs> but I still love them. I mean, it's you like, like you, Popeye's it... biscuits, no water. <laughs>
0: If you eat a Popeyes biscuit, it reminds me of that scene from The Mummy where he blows out enough sand and he fills the entire room. And the, the room becomes you've the Sahara got, Desert. you got like, to stop. <laughs>
3: like,
0: like, like, why bother to do that to yourself? But, you know, it's funny, Chris, you definitely spot on about the boulders because, like, I've definitely been dumped many a time – well, not many a time, but I've definitely had a girl break up with me before because I was like, ah, oh, when I was rap setting a lot. I was like, I set you this boulder, and she's like, why don't you ever set something that I like? And I'm like, well, you will like this. And she's like, but you don't ever set something that's, like, <laughs> you super fun and flowy <laughs> for me? And I'm like – and I looked at her, and I remember saying, "Like, why am I gonna set something that you're good at? Why I'm always gonna set something that targets your weakness, so you can become a badass." And she's like, "Well, just throwing a nugget would be nice every once in a while." I was like, "That's what your family's for, not me." You know, no,
1: <laughs> no soft spot for you here.
0: <laughs> no. No. Oh,
1: God. That is... Bru- that is
0: I mean, the Hawaiian
2: rolls. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs>
1: Hawaiian, that's Popeye's biscuits on this
0: wall. That's all
1: you get. No water, neither.
2: It's nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: y- y- y'all are a trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, man, be careful of them biscuits, man. They get you.
1: They do. They do. I haven't been eating them lately. Um, I've taken myself a little hiatus Trying to get trying to get back into some sort of some sort of shape. I'm in a shape right now. It's not the shape that I was before. <laughs> trying to get into that one. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh man, you guys are hilarious. Yeah, well, don't, don't stick to my diet of Hawaiian rolls, then you want you want yeah. to avoid that. But sardines, big bag Hawaiian
2: rolls. I mean, rolls. you ate
0: the whole thing, didn't you? Nah, nah, man. I only ate, I ate look a at row. Look. I wish y'all could see how he looked I when ate, I asked I that question. I ate a row. Yeah,
2: I a row. It's
1: like, mind you, it oh, okay. is you a
3: it a is the
0: party pack. It's the 24-roll pack. You know. So anyway. <laughs> <Basically>, <laughs> so you a sleeve. Basically, see, hold up. See. We're going to show y'all here. Is this going viral? Is this video going live at some point in time? No, no, no video I'm recording right, what right now. The video see, makes this better. See, okay, only so two he... rows are gone. And the other row <laughs> and there was, was
1: eaten. four, listener. Yeah, the <laughs> other
0: row, and like no one will shame me for what I'm about to say, but I ate the other row, the row while I was driving, and I had like a six-hour drive. Oh no, yeah, I, mean, I can't blame you for that at all. Nah, no. Got to do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, but now mm-hmm. eating as private as podcast happens, that might be a little bit off, a little sideways. Oh man, we'll well, you, right.
1: it's a quiet cool food. It's not like you were eating like hot Cheetos Free-dos. or something. Yeah, like just. I
0: mean, I do have chips and salsa, but I thought that would be a little rude. Maybe. <laughs>
1: that's
0: like actually. That's probably. Oh, here's a question for you. What is the my guilty thing that I do while I'm recording podcasts remotely, especially if people can't see me, like, mm-hmm. I will record the podcast, but I have the mouse set up, and I, like, keep it in one little spot, so all I have to do is tap it and turn mute on, but I've definitely been known to eat a full dinner, drink whiskey, and have no. a full <laughs> meal while the podcast <laughs> is going on, and someone can't see me on the other end, and that I'm just crazy. like, you don't i definitely. That's like my guilty thing that I do every once in a while. I think one person caught me one time. They're like, "Are you eating?" And I'm like, nah. "No, uh-uh." Nah. This
2: is just fueling while I hustle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you have you guys it's ever technology. done
0: any? Have you guys have you guys ever had a moment where you're like, like I can't believe I'm doing this and doing an episode at the same time? Or is that just not a thing?
2: I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I don't know. There will come a day. I don't know. Most of mine are in person, so it's it's hard to get away you know, with anything. I'm I'm not gonna be in my underwear eating Hawaiian rolls. Um, Fair enough. I'm, I'm for all you
0: listeners. I'm wearing a shirt. And in Hawaiian (laughs) rolls. correct. Like, Chris has a Hawaiian shirt on. Sure. Redoic the narrative. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think the closest, I'm usually pretty, like, I actually try to be pretty clean when I do my podcast. I think the quote-unquote worst thing I've ever done is maybe, like, I will sketch while I'm talking to someone. Or I will definitely have a drink. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, like, if someone's like, are you
0: drinking? I'll be like, yeah. Are you, aren't you? Um, I mean, yeah, booze is definitely that, but, like, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I definitely ate, like, burger and fries one day talking to someone.
1: You <laughs> so, you're, like, sauteing and shit, like, yeah, no, well, I'm re- I'm listening, I'm listening.
0: <laughs> Bluetooth headphones, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so, I mean, maybe because I'm newer to this, but I'm so, like, okay, like, turn the clock mm-hmm. off so there's no background noise. Um, clear my desk, you know. Get the pop <clears> filter right. Like I'm so like not rigid, but I'm just like I want it to be high fidelity. I'm still mm-hmm. in that like w- I'm worried about it sounding good phase. I'm not I'm not in the relaxed phase yet. Um, yeah. It, not to say that I don't enjoy the conversations, but you get what I'm saying, right? Where yeah. I'm no. No. Like, I mean,
0: you want a good production value, and I think I definitely have been in that realm before, and I think, you know. It, Chris kind of, like, mentioned this to me before. Like, once you kind of get your systems down, like mm-hmm. it's easy to reproduce this production value that you're getting. Yeah, It's just, like, it's just kind of finding that system is the hard part. Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure. Well, I think that speaks to kind of the whole initial topic here and, you know, Devin feeling like we are giving advice. Yeah. Um, you know, Mario, Mario and I have both been – Doing this a little longer, um, and and your your personality is that you want to get it right, and you know the people listening appreciate that because you do that's fair uh, an amazing job at the things you're doing, and you're going to you're going to put extra into that, and that's going to take more stress, and you know like like Mario has said multiple times, maybe maybe hustling is a good thing for you right now, because you're figuring all these things out in real time yeah. you know yeah and and you will get to relax more down the road and you know you're learning the things that help you recharge you've got you've got the video games you've got the language learning you know you're you're you know some of these things and can put them into practice mm-hmm. as you as your systems get better as you figure all these hustles out and how to make them work for you
1: that's true well and you know what else I will say that I have mm-hmm. learned for sure is I've had to learn how to turn it off I didn't mm-hmm. have to do that like mm-hmm. it it took me being truly truly overloaded and burning out to learn how to turn things off if that makes sense and it's sad like I had to learn that the hard way there was no because I've always been able to this is like my weakness I guess as a per, is I've always been able to like not skate by, but like, I, like my level of productivity is, I would say, higher than most people's. So what what I think is like super h- hardcore is not is is way above what someone else would say. And so like mm-hmm. I needed to be truly, truly overwhelmed and just like com- crash and burn and be brought back to like the basics mm-hmm. to to know how to not always be going. You know, so I've definitely learned um i think there was even a conversation like a month ago where mario was like i want you to go um park your car and just stare at the highway <laughs> and watch the cars go by
2: <laughs> no, and i, I did do that, that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. i did that and it was like yeah that it was like kind of the same effect of when i play like a video game where i was just like i was observing reality but i wasn't participating in it if that makes sense
3: mm,
2: yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah and i so, like that exercise
1: it is, it's good, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, reflex, not reflex, but like mm-hmm. a mechanism that I've learned is like, I don't have to necessarily stare at a car to do that anymore. Like I can, okay, the, turn, like be present, but don't like think, <laughs> like let everything pass you by, sort of, yeah. like if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, it's meditating, that's what it is,
2: honestly, it really is. yeah. Um, I think it's also, you know, like we're all in this capitalist society, this hustle culture, we're mm-hmm. all adults, we're all trying to make it whatever it means, mm-hmm. you know, and and then we're all thrown this curveball of the pandemic where mm. where we're not hanging out with friends as much, you know, these like the easy recharges that we take for granted a lot of the time, you know? Um, So a recharge for me is this, you know, the getting to talk to the two of you, the way we have the last few months and getting to hang out with you the way that we have. Mm -hmm. And and I look forward to more of that. Yeah,
1: I do too. I, I think you actually just showed me that, Uh, not being able to see my friends had a much more profound impact on me than I realized, because I think I even, I've said it probably three times in this conversation that one-on-one time, like very high quality time with a close few friends is one of my primary ways of recharging. So not being able to do that has been very difficult. And, you know, that, a few weeks ago when Bree and I traveled out to you and then to Utah, like, that is effectively what we did. Like, we, you know, like, there were some times where there were, like, social – you know, like, we had – you had people over for dinner. But for the most part, like, we were spending really, really good time with, like, a small group of people. And Yeah, and
2: yeah. even even those dinners, Devin, That's like, true. I don't invite willy-nilly. No, you know? no, yeah. I'm not like <laughs> – it. it was very intentional – like I want this group of people here because I know what this group of people brings to the table, and I want that at the table. Yeah, you know, very that's, true. That's how I operate all the time now. Mm-hmm. Is trying to be really intentional about my community because because it was very apparent during the pandemic that you know I I need good people around me, yep. and I don't have time for the people who. Don't bring something important to the table, yep, that's uh yeah,
1: yeah, and make mm. no mistake like the 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 guest list was <laughs> I was like, am I allowed to come to this dinner like <laughs> look at all these people that
2: are you were the guest of honor at the <laughs> dinner what are you talking about
1: <laughs> you're you're playing <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, that was it, it, I, I really appreciate that because that's also something I've had to learn um, is you know I'm a very social person. And Mm -hmm. one of my positives and negatives is that I give 100% to everything, but that includes people. Like, and when I have a lot of friends, I've been giving the same amount of energy to everybody, 100%. And I've learned that that is not only, like, impractical, but it's not sustainable. And Mm -hmm. it's it's hard because I do really – if I make a connection with someone, like, I really care about everyone so immensely – And I can't, but I can't give the same level of energy to everybody. You know, I have to pick and choose who I'm going to invite over for dinner or like go have a drink with, just like I have to choose who's going to be on the American Climbing Project podcast. I can't have everybody on it. Um, And it's really Mm -hmm. hard for me to accept that because in my mind, I'm like, well, Inviting some people is means not inviting others or connecting with some means negating or disregarding others. But it's just like Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, I guess I'm just trying to learn how to make that okay in my head, but it is something I've learned is necessary. I have to
2: like limit my energy that I just dole out, you know? Yep. How do you limit your energy Mario? Because you, you bring a lot of it. Yeah.
0: Um, You know, that's interesting. I've never been asked that before. I know I do. I would probably have to say is I believe in being very tactical about my approach to anything. So, like, when I am putting energy into a project, and this kind of goes back to the process with the whole moon board or anything like that, like, I have to plan, like, an exit strategy. And when I start really butting up against that, So I can start getting close to that. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is honestly probably where I, I crash and burn the most. Like I get so emotionally invested in it. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I treat it like a route. Like, like I, you know, you guys have not rock climb with me outside. Well, Chris, you've, I mean, you watch my failed attempt at bouldering outside, but, um, (laughs) you know, like rope is where I shine. But, like, I am one of those people, like, I climb the route into submission. Like, I will, I'm will. Mm-hmm. i relentless, and I just, like, I'm, I'm there. And I think the problem, I have a hard time with this because I literally have to create, like, an exit strategy or kind of like a marker. And to know that, like, okay, this is where I can't put any more effort or energy into it. But I'm always mm-hmm. that person that's like, ah, you know something, everything I want in life is just outside of my comfort zone. I'm yeah. just going to, I just, one more move, one more move, one more move. Yeah. Like, we're just going to figure out this thing. You know, my, you know, the only, my biggest warning signal with climbing is like, oh, I feel a little twingy. My elbow feels a little weird. My finger, like we're done. We're done. Yeah. And the problem is, is like when you get to that point in certain situations, it's already too late because now yeah. like you can't just like back off and just take, oh, have a half rest day. It's like you, you have to like actually legitimately rest, rest and take time yeah. off and sometimes I get to that point with projects or things that I'm working on where I'm like, Oh, okay. I get to this point. But then like by the time the project have gotten to that point, I'm either so far into it that like, especially if it's revolved someone else, I can't back out of it because someone else is dependent yeah. on me. So then I'm like, well, oh, God dang. So I got like, I got to grudge through or I'm at a point where like, I really it is really, really hard for me to let go, and I know this sounds super super like dramatic with like you know a capital D here, but like I've gone so far as to the point where like I rip the project out of my page book and I go out to the barbecue grill and I just burn it and i'm like it's gone, <laughs> it's gone into the universe like i just i got- i gotta let it go, and mm-hmm. that that <sighs> You know, it's, it's that act of sacrifice of the idea and fully letting it go sometimes is the only thing that I feel that it, like legitimately frees me of something hmm. because it is hard for me to gauge my energy towards it. Because once again, like, you know, when I decide I want to send a route, there's hell and high water get in my way. I'm going to do it. Like there's nothing hmm. that's getting in my way. Like, like if I've decided yeah. to send this route – It might take me a year or two, but, like, I've never not set a route that I've, like, put my mind to. It's not Mm -hmm. been a thing. It might take me a while, but – and, you know, it's only probably been in the last year that I've actually legitimately considered, like, maybe I just need to put this route down. Maybe Mm -hmm, I just need to, like, walk away from it. And legitimately, I have a really hard time doing it. Like, it's like – it is, like like – like so much to the point where like it makes me nauseous sometimes like it like yeah
2: Yeah,
0: it's like it just it affects me and so when we talk about like putting energy into a project or energy into something like it's Mm -hmm. the same thing like i i have a hard time finding that line and so i have to give myself clear warning signs or clear exit strategies
2: Hmm. that's really interesting nate and i have a a board meeting scheduled tomorrow to talk about strategic quitting.
0: <laughs>
2: um, oh, yeah, so uh, really, it's really interesting that you brought that up. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm <clears> here <throat> for it. You know, something else, Mario, uh, I have to go here pretty soon, but I do want to say this. Um, something else that just popped into my head about your energy and why it's important to – keep people around you uh, in an intentional way Mm -hmm. is that, you know, there are some people that I'll have around me who um, I feel like I need to be entertaining them or I need to be Mm -hmm. taking care of things Mm -hmm. or I need to be wearing a certain hat or put on a certain persona around those people, you know, And, and I don't necessarily want those people around anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you and I were in Salt Lake just recently, <clears throat> there was a very clear, like, we could go to breakfast and it could just be easy chat. Nobody's in a rush. We, we hang out, eat as much as we want, drink as much tea and coffee as we want. <clears throat> You're constantly bugging the waitress for more honey or whatever. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and then... When we go to work, we we work. We're on, mm-hmm. and then when we're back to the hotel room, we're off again. You know, that's a that's a relatively rare thing actually that you don't have to put on an air
3: mm-hmm. around
2: people. No. I think, and, and I think it's important to keep people around who you don't have to put that air on. Agreed. One hundred. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And like Devin, when you were at my house just recently, one of the things I appreciated seeing the most was like when we're getting ready for dinner or whatever, or we just came back from climbing, and you're just laying on the couch. And I was like, I was like, fucking perfect. Like that's exactly what you should be doing. If you want downtime, take the downtime. Like don't don't feel like you have to be up doing anything. Yeah. You know?
1: That's that's really – I'm glad you interpreted it that way. <clears throat> I mean, if anything, I, I suppose, like, to your point, I don't think that I would feel comfortable doing that with most people because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't right. be, like, lazing around. But I'm like, I, I don't I, – I, it, it's like – I don't want to say I don't care because it makes it seem like – I don't care, but right. you get what that I'm, I'm scoring, saying, right? like the fact yeah. that I don't care is a good thing because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that like if I need to like vibe out for a second cuz I'm tired or like you know or I just need to like chill, like it's okay. I don't feel pressure yeah. to like come up with something to do or be on. Yeah. So I 100% agree with what you said, like it's just it's it's really hard to find people that do that for you. Um in, in like situations that feel that way, but it's become all the more clear after spending some time in that sort of situation that I need more of that. Like, I don't, that I, mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't do that at everybody's house. <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah. I, you actually kind of just affirmed that for me that I was like really in my element, you know? Um, Cause I was around really dope people that I didn't, that I felt were their own autonomous, like, multifaceted human interesting human beings and right. I didn't have to be somebody you know I don't know that's really interesting what a way to put that I can just laze about on your couch <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a that is a, a sign of mm-hmm. uh of solid like I don't know what you'd call it but yeah yeah
2: I, it it just looked like you had made yourself at home like yeah. that and that's how it should be and it's not like we hang out every day no you know? no that was like the third time fourth time we'd ever been around each other physically so that's so
1: interesting isn't it, it mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we talked about with brie and i we're like i think Bri, i don't brie and i probably have not seen each other in person five times yet and she's my best friend like i yeah. i pretty easily can say that um and it, it but, but it doesn't matter like it's not but that's what I mean when I say quality time like it's not yeah I've learned especially because I don't have a whole lot of time you, you two would agree with this right you don't have a whole you can't just spend you don't mm-hmm. you don't get to spend entire weeks with your friends or you can't hang out with your friends every single day so when you're All with right. them you've really got to be with them and like and be present so I, that's how I look at it. I just look at it as, like, the four times that we've interacted have been so profound that, like, it doesn't it, – it, it eclipses other people. I mean, think about it, dude. Like, the, the first time that, that, that we talked – like, was it Hoosier Heights? And we talked for, like, ever. Second time – Yeah, we, I
2: was just there doing a shoe demo, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. that And, and we just – I talked to you about climbing and music and all this stuff. Second time was when we – probably when we recorded the podcast. You know, like, all of these things are yeah. super, like, concentrated interactions, um, which is what I love. I yeah. love intense, concentrated, like, sporadic friendships, if that makes any sense at all.
2: Yeah, <laughs> totally. And and I think that's, you know, very similar to the experience with Mario.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we've been around each other a handful of times, but they're always – these like big bang Yeah,
0: they've been, always been these like, situations. It's like
1: giant, like like Iron Man core things that mm-hmm. <laughs> just like have so
2: much yeah. energy in them. Um, yeah, and, and there's downtime in all of them. Yeah, a hundred percent. Either either just sitting and drinking and chatting, yep. or you know, sitting around eating or whatever. There's there's downtime. There's recharge time. There there's let's just be friends time. Yeah, built into these big bang moments. So, hundred um, percent.
0: I, I want to. I, I know we got to go here, but I, I just like just listening to you gentlemen talk about this. It. This is, I, Chris. I've, I've talked to both of you two about this, and I've been like mm-hmm. I've been reading a ton of books, and I'm trying to. I'm not quite ready to launch it yet because this is going to be the first, like, solo talking series that I would definitely like to bring you guys in at some point on top of it. But talking about masculinity and climbing and masculinity and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, like Based this, yes. it's, like, if, if anybody listens to this, I really want you to take away, like, everything that we're saying. But, like, if you don't listen to anything of this and you're, like, you know, you're listening just to the sound of the drum, I want you to, like, hear the bromance in this situation because, like, this is really (laughs) beautiful to me. Because, like, I don't know. I just feel like I was just thinking about it. And, like, this is so bromantic to me. But then it made me wonder, like, you know, Gavin, I've heard you mention quality time a few times. Like, I wonder, like, what is you guys' love language? Like, mine is definitely physical Mm -hmm. touch. And Mm -hmm. I love doing acts of service for people. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought about this, too. And I was, like, you know, I was thinking about – um. You know, when we were in Salt Lake, uh, you know, I'm borrowing some of your equipment, borrowing mics. It's like an act of service, and, like, that really spoke to me. Even though it was a kind of like we're on the hustle, we're on the grind, you know. Mm-hmm. And, we like, it's kind of an unspoken rule, but, like, it just made me think about, like, this moment and what we're talking about. And, you know, we're talking about recharging. We're talking about things. And I just finished reading this book, and I'm reading it actually again for the third time because I I, I really – there are some parts of this book that I need to pack. Unpack, and it's the the book is called The Way of the Superior Man, and I it, one of the big things it talks about is like you know if you were thinking about something that is questionable, find seek out your male friends and seek out these people and ask them, and if they you know like for it, it gives in a very extreme example, it's like if you're thinking about having an affair. Seek out your male friends and if they will, they will most likely, you know, they'll tell you what they think and they'll either, you either need to do it or you need to just like get over it and just get it like, and just decide that this is not going to happen and just move on with your life. But you don't need Mm -hmm. to be, and you, you don't need to be like wrapped up in this thought. And I think that like, we're talking about recharging and we're talking about like, we're like filling the battery, not filling the battery, all this other stuff. Um, You know, and I think what I really am trying to say here is this is we've talked about everything else in the world that recharges us. But, Chris, you really talked about, like, how this recharges you. And I think giving reference to this, this is bromance. Mm -hmm. This is male relationships. This is relationships. And this is, like, honesty between us all because – I, yeah. I'm very sure all of y'all would slap me silly if I started talking some nonsense and I would expect nothing less. Well, we would now.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, but the, I, I don't know. It's just, it was just really like, I was just thinking about this as all this was coming to an end and it was just really beautiful. And it was like, it was just, it was gorgeous. And, you know, and I, yeah. and I want to say that. And I know that word is probably not associated with masculinity or uh, masculinity a lot, but it is gorgeous. Like this is a very gorgeous, beautiful thing. And I don't know, I just, I really, this conversation has been so recharging. I really hope that people listening to this use this then as example or as a blueprint to have these conversations, men to men, women to women, men to women, whoever. But, like, I really hope that, like, you understand that, like, we are recharged from this and it's kind of something that you can do yourself too. And it's just, it was just real magical. Cause like I was just, this is going to sound so fucking stupid and so fucking cheesy, but I don't care. Cause y'all are my bros. (laughs) But like, like I was literally thinking, I was like, God damn, I'm going to sleep really good tonight. Like I'm going to have like really good thoughts. I'm going to have really good dreams. I'm going to have really good energy going to bed. And like, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to like be in this state of like, you know, peace of going to bed oh, and it's yeah. like, and it's yeah. like, you know, the only way I can equate it is like going to bed with a loved one. Like, like you yeah. guys have just put me in a really good place because like you are people that I let into my life and my spirit. And I don't yeah. know. I just think I thought it was very important to say. And I just, it was just something that was like kind of just making me tear up a little bit. Maybe it's the Hawaiian rolls in the gym. I don't know. but. <laughs>
1: Why'd you have I to go and add that on the end of it? They didn't have to
3: know.
0: <laughs> nah, dude. We're all it's ruthless still, honesty.
1: I mean, that's I've
3: true. never had
2: that happen from Hawaiian Rolls, but yeah, maybe reasons, it does. Maybe it's
1: the Hawaiian Rolls. You know, they get to you. <laughs> they make you do things. I mean, things.
0: have you ever had a Hawaiian Roll burger?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, Steve, don't remind Steve. me right now. I'm not trying to. This is this is why you started off talking about sliders, isn't it? Yeah, he you was were... he was up, he was fucking looking at it. You know how I
1: tell you like when I freestyle, I look at stuff in the room. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he
2: was staring at those. Like, 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 no, it's kind of like when
1: you're in Hawaii. Let's just say uh, Hawaii, <laughs> and you gotta roll with your friends. <laughs> oh God!
3: Oh man! No, yeah, no, no, is no, 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 no,
2: this is kind of a new thing for me to be honest like historically all of my best friends have been women I've just connected with women Same better here, honestly and and this is a pretty new experience and it's more just about for me it's about being really intentional about having the people around who who lift me up and who I feel good about lifting up mm-hmm. and And in every aspect of my life, like I'm not really that interested in partitioning my life off in a hundred different ways anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I want the people who I talk to for work are also the people I talk to as friends and Mm -hmm. the people I love to be around. And, you know, if I can have all that work together, I can take all those little patch cords, you know, that you're plugging around, Devin, and I can just have one like. Yeah, like one, you know, ten prong patch cord that stays plugged in. Yeah, you know, that's that's, that's what game. I'm angling for here. I'm angling for that whole 24 pack of Hawaiian rolls.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to just have to. You want you don't have to settle for one sleeve or just like you want to be able to eat the whole thing.
0: <laughs> I like how you said that because that was like my dilemma in the store because I was like, I can buy the eight pack. I could just <laughs> go for the twenty-four <laughs> and be done. Yeah,
1: why would you, yeah. yeah. But and it was only like
0: $3 more, so. it's
1: Exactly. Being, and, and that's even like in a silly way, like that's just, that's another form of intentionality though. Like, you know, like when people are like, they're going to cheat, and on their diet or whatever, and they'll eat, like, one Oreo. I'm like, man, like, I'm going to eat the whole damn Go thing. In. Like, yeah. if I'm going to cheat, like, in. it's not going to – I want it to be to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't want any more now. I'm not going to have, like, <laughs> four or whatever the serving size is. I'm going to eat the whole damn <laughs> thing, and i would be done with <laughs> it, <laughs> you know? And it's, so I, I respect that decision. And I also really appreciate <laughs> you saying what you said because – um, Like Chris said, I have always historically been close friends w- with women, but it's only because I was under the impression that men in general were not sensitive, and I'm a very yeah. sensitive emotional person. There's no getting around that, but this past year, I've been introduced to way more men who are emotionally intelligent, like you two. So, like, I've my views have changed on that, um, mm. and I and I appreciate. Well, listening,
2: that. like listening to Mario and Donnell, yeah, re, you know, have that conversation for me. I will, I will never forget when that conversation wrapped up, and Betty, who was like against the wall in a little pile of blankets and pillows, mm-hmm. you know, stood up and was like. Looking at me with her eyes wide, and I was like, "Does anyone else recognize what just happened? Mm-hmm. you know and she's staring at me, and she's like, That was beautiful and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad you saw that, oh, and, you yeah. know, and I will never forget thinking, all right i there's some there's some shit I need to learn. I need to step my game up,
1: yeah, that's still my favorite episode, still my favorite episode by the by far um. I, I
0: mean I, I i'm I'm flattered because it's funny it's like If Devin was here right now, he he would just like literally be like, this is like the regular when we see each other Mm because we can't help it. Like we physically, I mean, he even said it, Mm -hmm. but we just like, we physically cannot help ourselves, but not to be (laughs) that passionate and not to be that intimate with each other because we don't know how to. And I think also it was, it was definitely birthed out of being the only two brothers in a space. It was. Yeah, def- I think that yeah. was a little bit of a catalyst. Like I'd be lying if I said that did not escalate the process. But mm-hmm. sure. it was like even to this day, like when we cross paths or gently talk on the phone, or he's in town or I'm in town, for him, it's one of those things. It's like we just, mm-hmm. I, like there are people in my life, and he's definitely one of that. I don't
2: know how to be any other way. Mm-hmm, it's just not possible. Yeah. Well, well, it's a beautiful thing for sure. So. You know, I I appreciate you allowing me into a fraction of that space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to answer a question that you asked and kind of rolled right through, I I had never thought about what is the love language Mm -hmm. I, you know, need to be spoken to in. But I think at least part of that language is... Just being able to be yourself, no pretension, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. guards up. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to feel comfortable laying on the couch or eating a whole bag of Hawaiian rolls while we're hanging out, you know. Uh, this podcast is that's, brought to you by that's what I want. Hawaiian <laughs> rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Hawaiian rolls. New new sponsorship opportunity. Yeah,
1: <clears> I yeah I I know. It, I mean, it's a little bit easier for me because I've thought about this a lot. I know my language is for sure two things: um, quality time and words of affirmation. Words are super important to me.
3: Mm-hmm. So like,
1: and I know like I've come across people that like are totally like words don't mean anything not true for me words mean so much to me so like even having you two like say like you're doing a great job like this is like that means so much more to me than you giving me something or doing something for me i yeah mm-hmm. like i it's just interesting how that works for people um but yeah for me it's yeah. definitely like i love words like i love being told that i'm you know worth it or whatever but i also really Quality time, like where you know someone is truly like with me and is like paying attention, mm-hmm. like we're paying yeah. attention to each other, we're not like engaged in anything else. That is like liquid gold to
2: me, um, yeah. for sure. Before I jump off of here, Mario, what's yours? My love language is definitely
0: so. My love language that I like to receive, well, okay, yeah, well, you mentioned physical touch, yeah, but I give receive is definitely physical touch give mm-hmm. is acts of service um yeah same. the other same. one the other one that i like to receive and i've, I've definitely been struggling with this but uh, i've never been much of a words of affirmation person but mm-hmm. i do think um I, I do have to think honestly it is uh a little bit of words of affirmation and i've never i've always been like i have never one to give that. Like, that's not naturally something I give, but I mm-hmm. do think, like, I do think it's something that I'm starting to enjoy receiving because mm-hmm. I've definitely been, like, really trying to dig deep. Um, and so I think those are – because it's funny, like, the ones you, you give and the ones you receive are not always the same, and I've been, like, really no. trying to figure that yeah. out.
2: Yeah, so that's the I mean, missus,
0: what your love language is at Christmas. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely a service giver. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's how I speak in love language. I I want to do things for you. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure, 100% Mm -hmm. that's the way I speak it. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think I think there's a lot of value. I you know I talked about this with Annalisa once. I think I talked a, a little to Genevieve about this. Um, I think it's really important to know the love language people like to receive mm-hmm, as well so mm-hmm. that you can, so that you can speak a little bit of that, you know, instead of always just speaking the language that, that you best give, mm-hmm. you can give them a little of what they want to receive. hundred percent. So. Yeah.
0: Podcast Instagram challenge men. What are your love languages mm-hmm. that you like to receive and give? Will you post it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I'm, no, I'm I'm lucky because this podcast was both, right, for me. Like, it yeah. was quality time yeah. and and words were said. Yeah. So I got my double yeah. fix for today. I'm going to have a nice cup of tea before bed. Like you said, Mario, I'm going to sleep well, you know. Um, so, yeah, thank you, too, for this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's been yeah. very appreciated for me. Yeah, thank you both. I, I love you both, and I appreciate. And we love you.
0: Yeah, brother, I love both of you guys. Well, almost as Well, almost as much as, well.
1: <laughs> as, much
0: right, as I love Hawaiian rolls.
1: Almost. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I, was, I couldn't leave. I couldn't like shut it off without saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, oh my you God. Too. <laughs>
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you can hear, I'm getting solidly roasted about these Hawaiian rolls. But you know something? Uh, No shame. Whole bag of Hawaiian rolls, all to myself. Act like y'all don't. Act like y'all don't like that sweetness. It's either that or potato bread, but I digress. I want to thank you guys so much for taking a moment to listen to a chat between Devin, Chris, and I. It's not often that all three of us get together and... It's really heartfelt and really warming, and I'm super happy that we could share our creative process and how we get into our brains and really just, like, everything that happens with us in order for us to create this content for you guys. Make sure you guys support Devin. The American Climbing Podcast just dropped a brand new episode. This thing is fire. I love and love the content he's putting out. Maybe I'll get my stuff up to the, his level. Or maybe I'll just keep it straight to the streets like I like to be. I don't know. But I want to thank you guys so much. And the Power Company is a wealth of knowledge. If you guys are looking for climbing training, definitely check Chris out. I want to thank our sponsors for this episode, which is Jim Climber and Kaya. Both of these two companies offer amazing resources to make your climbing better. And honestly, if you're not taking advantage of every little bit of help that you can get then I don't know what you're doing because you're probably not suffering. So then you have to ask yourself, are you really sending at all?